The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at TNTradio.live. A moment of sanity in a sea of madness. Katie Hopkins on today's News Talk Radio TNT. And a very warm welcome to the Katie Hopkins Show on Wednesday, the 6th of December. Coming up in the show today, Connor Connor McGregor says he wants to run for president of Ireland. What's your view? We're talking the British government cracking down on legal immigration. So much easier than the illegal stuff, right? And not forgetting our top three out of the UK, including Pontins. You know what to do, good tribe. I may be in the driving seat, but you are the engine for this show. Here is how you join the conversation. Katie Hopkins wants you to chat to her. Just go to TNTradio.live, hit chat, and join your family chatting away. We're on the highway to freedom, where listeners drive the show. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Mm, We're on the highway to freedom, where listeners drive the show. The cue is in that. Mm? The clue of what you need to do, which is go to tntradio.live, jump on the chat and be surrounded by the tribe there. uh, And you can have your say. So anything uh, you think about during the show, your opinion that's different to mine, your opinion that's different to someone else's, a thought you may have had or how you're feeling and you're calling on the tribe to help you through. uh, Do go on to tribe uh, and do join the conversation there. And a warm welcome back to the Katie Hopkins Show here at TNT Radio, where we are back together live from HQ. I'm still at my home address. I've been at my home address now for two days, two days on the trot. My family has started to get very suspicious <laughs> and where I'll be going next. I'm surrounded by twinkly lights here. My Christmas tree is just outside that door, which brings me great joy. And in my absence from my home address for the last month, lovely Mark has been stop- stocking up on Barefoot Merlot. And I went out in the garage yesterday, which is something I try not to do, you know, unless I'm forced to, when all my family aren't being diligent enough in doing things that they're supposed to do. I went out into the garage and there is a wall of Barefoot Merlot out there. I'm pretty excited. I mean, if there were to be house fires in my general vicinity, not that I really like my neighbours that much. So would I put out a house fire for my neighbours? I don't think I would. I certainly wouldn't waste my barefoot Merlot on it. But were there to be someone I liked in the vicinity and were their house to be on fire, I could put it out with barefoot Merlot at this point, which is a joy. Um, So I want to talk about my top three. I'm trying to be disciplined today. I know it's not going to last very long because look here. (laughs) Do you see what immediately happens? Immediately when I speak of disciplines or rules or trying to stick to what I'm supposed to be doing or if someone tries to tell me what to do, I have to do the opposite thing. It's just in my soul. It's just anarchy. So I have here, uh, if you're watching on video, which obviously I don't recommend, but you're very welcome to because everybody at TNT is very excited about it. Um, I have, I purchased in America a fake syringe Um So I intend to do today a little one of my skits. You'll know if you know me by now uh, that I do skits in order to take um, 
Because any speech in Europe now is hate speech and because anything I do in particular is banned or prohibited or censored, I use humour to try and make the points because it confuses the AI and the algorithms and the censors because they're not sure what to do with someone who is labelling themselves clearly as, look, this is funny. And it doesn't matter to me if people say, well, she's not funny. I don't find her funny. If this is, fu- oh, is this what conservative thinks are funny? Because this is why they're obviously shy, because they don't find anything funny. Try not to swear today as well. Um, but the point is that you can use humour to get around the algorithms and still get the message across. And today it's about uh, the dumbasses out there who are having their 150th booster. So the vaccination centre just up the road from me is doing great business um, and they're in there getting. And my mother was offered the same. So when they go in, they're told to get their uh, COVID booster. And you've seen some of the scaremongering in the press, haven't you, about latest variants or, oh, a surprise influenza in China. China's just waiting for New Year to launch its next one. Mark my words. On this date, 6th of December, we predicted that Chinese New Year is when the next pandemic gets released. Okay, bookmark. So they're doing a roaring trade because people not only are getting their covid shot now they're also getting a flu shot so you at the same time as you get your covid shot you get your flu shot and there's actually commercials in america that i saw that were like oh it's so efficient you just go in and you go and get your covid shot and you can also get your flu shot and then my mother was also offered shingles shot. And they're kind of doing this scare thing about shingles. It lives within all of us. And yet when it strikes, da, da, da. So that's been true since the beginning of time, probably. Wherever the hell shingles came from, fine. I remember my father having it when I was a child because I remember there was a bit of a drama because my dad wasn't well for a bit. And that was a drama because my dad was always well. My dad was never sick. I don't remember. My dad was never ever sick when I grew up thinking about it. My dad never ever took a sick day. So I don't remember sickness being a thing at all in my family. We were that kind of family. But I do remember the time dad got shingles because he was properly sick. So I'm not being one of these people that says shingles doesn't exist. I am saying I find it extremely suspicious that along with everything else that's being shoved into people's arms, now it's shingles as well. And I told my mother under no circumstances was she to have her shingle shot. Um, And then I sent her, which was a really naughty thing to do, because I try and say people should make their own mind up and you shouldn't try and bully your family, right? But I did send her every single scary thing like, a lady saying, I had the shot and then I was sick. And then mum said she's not having any more of anything. I have actually done a really good job on my mother. She's now off it. She doesn't want anything to do with it. And whenever the surgery gets in touch with her, she's immediately suspicious. Very good. Because you will know, I know, every time someone takes one of these festering things in their arm or they go and do what the surgery wants them to do or the healthcare centre or whatever you call it in your country, that healthcare centre gets a bunch of cash, right? Does anybody know on Tribe how much, um, if you see me on this phone, I'm not just like checking out fashion sites or like reading my social media. (laughs) I'm listening into Tribe, which I'm doing with my syringe, which I think is excellent. Does anybody know um, how much 
your healthcare provider gets every time they get one of these in someone's arm. I want to say it's 75 quid per flu shot. I heard 50 quid. Uh, shingles and chickenpox are triggered by the COVID vax. Yes, I heard that as well. My neighbour got shingles after his first COVID shot, which helps explain, doesn't it, while they're trying to push the shingles shot at the same time as your COVID booster. So it could be 50 quid. Any any advances on 50 quid? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> so my dad had one day off sick in 18 years. Ah, he's still going. He's 86. Is that not the cutest thing? Isn't that a funny thing? How when we think of our, oh, golly, this cabling. Honestly, I'm surrounded by cabling. It's a wonder if I grot myself. Obviously, I don't have any insurance and actually never could get insurance, life insurance, because so even when I was going to be killed by jihadis, I couldn't get life insurance for my kids because I'm epileptic. And if you're epileptic, you can't get life insurance because your seizures are going to kill you anyway. But now there is a real risk to my life in terms of all of the cabling that's now required. This is why this is just the truly restrictive environment that I've been put in. And I'm going to use that as my argument. When I get bollock next time for overswearing or whatever, I'm just going to say that the more you restrict me, the naughtier I become. So if you want to tie me to cables and try and tie me down, then you can expect my behavior to get worse. You can just suck that up. Um, so 50 quid is what we think uh, these healthcare providers get. Uh, I heard our convict shop center hasn't reopened yet. Oh, hopefully it won't. They've also had a so-called health ban in the shopping centre car park doing so-called healthcare checks. And there is never anyone in there. I love this. I I just give the dirty looks when I go past. I so do that. I give dirty looks to people with masks, obviously. I also have the twat whistle. And we worked out yesterday. Is this not? Can you can you see what's happened to my top three stories out of the UK? They've just got nowhere. We worked out yesterday that when I blow this whistle, if you're watching Envision, this has now become a, so so I can't tell you which story to, I need to tell you first, but we worked out yesterday, when I blow this whistle very hard into my mic, you can't hear it. Can I just say, I, I love Rode microphones because that is sophisticated technology. So let me just tell you now, I, in three, two, one, I'm gonna blow the whistle. Can you hear it? Can you not? Do let me know on Tribe. Don't tell me this. Don't tell me I don't bring in the audience. Huh? Don't tell me I don't care about the tribe. If you want to join tribe so that you can join this conversation, you go to tntradio.live. OK, so three. Was I said? Did I say three, two, one or one, two, three? Three, two, one. Right. So my gun dogs, thankfully, are out. Otherwise, that'd be a little bit cray cray. Did you hear that? And I think the answer is going to be no. I just I just I'm still blown away by that. So back to topic. Although actual topic was three stories out of the UK, which haven't even begun yet. Um, so today I'm going to do a video and this is how I prep my stuff. So I have the syringe that I got from America because they sell this sort of thing over there. Um, so I plan to be giving myself 55 boosters and um, a cold and flu vax and a shingles vax and being being a moron. And then I've drawn myself up one of these. Uh, so it's a prick loyalty card. 
do you know how funny I find myself? This is why my life's kind of perfect, because I don't give a single shiny what someone else thinks. I find myself funny. Um, Hold on. Wait a minute. Someone said sorry to hear. My mate's wife gave her job. Oh, my God. Gave up her job. That must be as a bookkeeper to go door to door jabbing and makes a fortune. That's so relatable because I had a friend that I used to help out and do um, a sort of podcasty thing with. I used to help regularly and I had to stop doing it. And I've never been able to have the proper conversation because the lady I used to help do that with, her husband is a medic. And he, despite knowing all the things we know, started giving out the clot shop because it was so lucrative. And I had to stop doing the podcast with the lady because I couldn't hold my opinions in. And the only way to protect her from me being brutal about her husband was for me to stop doing the podcast. I know. That's how disciplined I am. See, in my efforts to own my own decisions, I remove myself from that door to door. Yeah. I heard they got 39,000 for getting a stiff through the hospital system with the COVID certificate. Yes. So this was this whole thing about you got a Brucey bonus if you managed to get dead people signed off as being with or from COVID. And so that's why people were willing to go along with that because they were rewarded. Rewarded? What just happened to my face? I think it's almost like my lips got cold independently of my body. Rewarded. So if you're watching in the glorious Technicolor, um, this is my prick loyalty card. And the idea is that this moron who's getting 100,000 boosters shoved into their arm has got their prick loyalty booklet. And here, look, I've gone through and marked it off. And the idea is that they're working towards getting their loyalty for getting their pricks. And once they, so they've got this many, which I'll need to count up. And once they get one more on the prick loyalty booklet, they get a heart attack. See, it's genius. It's genius. I'm really looking forward to doing this one. And I'm really looking forward to doing it because it's annoying to the left because they don't know what to do with it. They can't censor it as a medical uh, misinformation because it's comedy and yet it's conveying the same information. Yes, I know. One day, one day I'll get my MBE. I will. For services to humanity. Maybe not in this lifetime, but you know, that's all right for me. That's all right. I know what I'm doing. Now, listen, I say I know what I'm doing. What I've managed to successfully do because I tried to put a rule on myself is talk through the period of time that I'm supposed to be doing the top three stories out of the UK. Um, But more importantly, we've heard from Tribe and we're still hearing from Tribe. You can find out information. Oh, well done. Who's this? Jane. Very good. Did you see what I just had to do then? Move the phone away from my face. Oh, God, I hate being my age only because of my eyes. Otherwise, I love it. Uh, you can find out information about pharma payments to doctors and healthcare providers. Oh, well done. I think individual jabbers get 15 quid a shot. GPs definitely get a tranche. And Jane, the very brilliant lady, has, or maybe guy masquerading as Jane, who cares? Can't hear it. That's someone letting me know they couldn't hear the whistle. That's That's phenomenal. Someone has helpfully put the link on uh, Tribe. So, uh, Katie, they can try to strip us of everything, uh, but we will always have our sense of humour. Yes, we will. 
we go down with our sense of humor, darlings. I mean, we go down as in we go down fighting, <laughs> not anything else. Um, excellent. Well, we have talked our way, Tribe, through to the commercial break uh, without having any of the content that I wanted us to talk about. When we come back, let me just tell you, we're going to be talking about Doctor Strikes. We're going to be talking about Pontins. Ooh, let me know. If you know things that we should know, go to tntradio.live. I want to find, I need to find someone inside Pontins. And I think I need someone at board level. And if I took a moment today, I could do that. And I could probably get on the phone with someone that knows things. That needs to be my task. We're going to be talking about Pontins, those two closures, obviously massive speculation about what's going on, close without notice, close without telling their own staff. I've got something genius to play you from Pontins, which you are going to love. And the third story that I wanted to get to was girls in ag, girls in agriculture, which given that my daughter is one of them, I felt like there was a personal connection that would make this story both pertinent and relevant. I know the effort that goes into this. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a very short commercial break. And when we come back, we are, what's going to happen is we are going to cover those three stories, whether it kills me or not. Darlings, go nowhere apart from to tribe. If you work for Pontins, I would love to hear from you. If you know someone that does, I'd love to hear from you. So all you have to do is tippy type in tntradio.live. Let me know your thoughts, please. Or if you work in ag, if you're a farmer, if you're related to agriculture, if you run a dairy herd, um, I'd love to hear from you. Just have you seen an uptick in young people? I think it's because of Jeremy Clarkson. Uh, we'll be talking all that and more when we come back. My name, don't you forget it, is Katie Hopkins. And this is TNT Radio. You should hear what Charlie Robinson is talking about. I think once we saw the supply chain issues uh, that happened during the COVID debacle, you go, well, that seems bad for the, you know, when you're fighting somebody for toilet paper, but it could be worse, right? It could be the last can of food. So people are starting to reevaluate and reassess their situations and their relationship with supply chains and the like. And I think what that does is it leads you to a place of saying, how can I make myself less dependent on the system? It's kind of hard to know where to start, right? Where would you suggest we even begin with this process? Yeah, it's funny you said that because someone said to me recently and it made me laugh that this is going to be the kind of collapse where the Burger King's still open. And I think that's what's probably lulling people into a false sense of security in that everything when we go to the city kind of appears normal unless you're in one of those really crazy drug adult cities. But for most people, I would say, Charlie, it feels normal, but it ain't normal. <laughs> the world yeah. is not normal. It's completely gone off kilter. Charlie Robinson on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Take us back in time, and who was Mike Flynn? He was the National Security Advisor to the President. Why is it that they go after me so hard, and why me? Why does Barack Obama only talk about two people to the incoming President of the United States? When I was sentenced, the judge says, you have been convicted of lying to cover up for Donald Trump. To which I say, cover up what? Russian collusion? There was no Russian collusion to cover up. We see in today's current uh, scenario with President Joe Biden, who came in with high expectations, that he has been viewed as divisive. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom. The liberal media say, well, this is his love for his son. And yes, he's going to protect his son. But let me tell you, a lot of fathers love their sons, but their sons had to go to jail when they broke the law. This moment, people see a lot of those 
telltale signs of a far left drift to the country. Whether you're talking about socialism or you're talking about communism, socialism is just a kinder cousin of communism. But the goal is the same, for the state to have control of every aspect of your life. We have multiple hearings on different agencies that have actually just gone rogue. They took fewer men in the takedown of El Chapo than they did to arrest me. And Comey went back to his organization and brought his other thugs together to basically give them the ground rules. Okay, here's how we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do. And give, now I need some ideas about how to execute this, basically this act of treason. I think we all know, James Comey, that you're a great storyteller because you made up the entire story about Crossfire Hurricane. So it's really fitting that a criminal like yourself wrote a crime novel. Do you remember me? Remember me from your book signing? It doesn't matter whether they're Republican or Democrat. People will sell their soul to obtain an ounce of political power in Washington, D.C. I don't even know that draining the swamp is the appropriate metaphor anymore after what we've seen these last four years. We need basically an exorcism in Washington, D.C. When, you know, Satan is tempting Jesus in the desert, I'll, I'll give you all the riches of the world. I'll give you everything. All you have to do is bow to me. That's what Barack Obama has done. That's what Jim Comey has done. That's what these bastards have done. The Fall of Deceit at SalemNow.com Stay with Katie Hopkins and speak your mind. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Oh, I love those guys. The bastards have done. I recognize some of those voices just listening in. I spent quite a lot of time with Michael Flynn. He's a great guy and uh, a very... Um, He's one of these men that hold his words uh, very tightly and thinks before he speaks, which is rather charming. And when I was in Miami just a couple days ago, it feels like, but maybe a week ago, um, I was having dinner, catching up with lovely Roger Stone. And one of the great who I think I, I think I heard his voice just then in that clip. But um, Roger Stone, if you don't know him, so penalized, so punished, um, speaks to Trump two or three times a day, uh, which is lovely. And he's just a, he's a glorious man. He's a lovely husband to his wife who's uh, survived cancer and all sorts of things. And what was so nice is where we were at for dinner, all these people coming up to Roger, just super politely, super, <clears throat> excuse me, um, super affectionately, uh, just to say thank you to him for all that he's done uh, and his support for Trump. And then a big table of bros came in, like young dudes, like super pumped, super muscly, you know the look, the whole tight sweater, good looking guys, very Miami, conservative Miami. And they they just loved Roger as well. And a, a hugely young dynamic lifting Roger Stone up. Um, and it's always just so lovely to see these people who are enemies uh, be thanked really sincerely by all these different age groups and all these different dynamics. So Roger Stone, uh, really one of the best and a good friend uh, whom I love very dearly. So let me tell you my top three out of the UK that I meant to do earlier. Number one, junior doctor strikes back on. I also very much like thank you on Tribe. I meant to say sorry. Someone on Tribe saying, uh, I don't mind Katie chatting away on here because it belies what sort of person she is. And, and I think this individual means this in a negative way, that my commentary, my swearing belies what sort of person I am. Um, and then I think he or she, the Tribe is so busy now, which is brilliant. Thank you, everyone diving on there. So it goes on to say, um, and listening, oh, 
I find here we are. I would never censor Katie Pottymouth because the words she speaks betray the type of person she is. I believe that's meant, um, you know, in a critical way. Having said that, I find it hard not to punch the fuck out of my computer whilst listening to her diatribe. So this individual, um, I think this is great that you've gone on to tribe to say that and say how you feel. I see how you wouldn't want to censor me and you're calling me a potty mouth. Uh, but I noticed there in your comment, you said you find you want to punch the fuck out of your computer listening to me. So I suppose we could argue, couldn't we, that you have a potty mouth as well. And it's interesting, you want to punch your computer listening to me, but I don't feel that way reading your comment. I feel very calm reading your comment. And I think, um, I suppose I take power from your comment because I make you want to punch something. And it's amazing, isn't it, that someone who should be so small and insignificant, just a mum really of three kids with a husband uh, who travels the world trying to cheery the world along, I make you want to punch your computer. Imagine how powerful that makes me. People could argue, couldn't they? But I have a bigger pair of balls than you do, because I think you have to be more of a man to keep your head when all others around you are losing theirs. But do punch away, Kevin. I don't think that's your real name either, is it? No, it's not, because I use my name, don't I? Because I'm not really frightened of anyone, but you hide under a pretend name because I guess that's the sort of guy you are. So anyway, the junior doctor strikes are back on. Our junior doctors in England are to stage more strikes in December and January after re rejecting a new pay offer. They've been offered 8.8%, which is more than the nurses were offered, I have to say. Then they were offered an extra 3% because of the way the proposal was being structured. And yet still, they're not happy. And this is the bit that really gets me. I mean, it all gets me because I'm sick to death with people striking. I'm sick to death with people on train striking. The other day, the train that I was on back from speaking at the Oxford Union debate uh, was absolutely disgusting. A lady needed to go to the bathroom. She couldn't get to the bathroom because all of the aisles, all of the areas were full of people and cases and children and people who were angry and fed up and cold and hot and everything in between. And a gentleman, clearly military, said, you'll need a bayonet to get to the bathrooms. And he was meaning you'll have to fight your way through, which what a military term, we fix bayonets and you fight through. Um, not that I've ever had to do that, sadly, yet. So it was disgusting. So the fact that these people are striking and causing misery to people at Christmas, I just don't agree with. Like 2023, it's been a tough year. People have had a tough time. People have had enough. Like, is there any chance you could just suck it up for five minutes? Not everybody gets paid all that they want to get paid all of the time. Sometimes we have to just do things because it's the right thing to do. And now they're going to strike the longest strike in NHS history, and they're going to do it. This is what really pisses me off. For six days from 7 a.m. on the 3rd of January. 
And if you know elderly people, you'll know, or if you know hospitals or you've spent time in them, you'll know that January is when they are overwhelmed because people make it through Christmas because they stay alive because it's Christmas and maybe they're going to see a relative or maybe they're going to get a day with their family or maybe they've been invited to stay with someone for a little bit just to have a couple of days of company. And when that's over and January is in, that's when all old people typically start dying off because there's nothing to live for. It's damn grey and it's damn cold. And now you're going to have junior doctors striking. It coincides with traditionally one of the NHS's busiest periods with emergency services under huge strain. Do you know what? The BMA wants a 35% pay lift. I mean, that's just massively unreasonable. It's massively pathetic. And I get, I get, it's very important. Doctors and nurses are very important. Yes, I once had surgery and yes, it saved my life. And I understand your argument if you're putting it here on chat, which you're very welcome to do, that I was once saved by the NHS. So uh, clearly I have to spend the rest of my life self-flagellating because I'll never be as good as the doctors and nurses that saved me. Also true. But you can criticise the institution of the NHS without criticising the doctors or the nurses that turn up. But the ones that don't turn up, I've had enough of it. And as for striking, stick your strikes up your arse. Uh, do let me know if you're a junior doctor and you're going on strike. And maybe you, um, 35%, they're having a laugh. Yeah, they are having a laugh, particularly when they're on 8% plus 3% and nurses. What did nurses end up getting? Was it six? <sighs> yeah, with brass knobs on. Fuck them. Oh, I see. Good. Yes, exactly. Well done, tribe. Let's talk, just because I'm desperate to play this clip. I'm desperate. I could just stop with I'm desperate without the play in the clip, couldn't I? Both things are true. Let us turn up and pee, as my mother would say. Did you get that? Let us turn up and pee? No. Okay, let us play this clip, which is a beautiful ad uh, for Prostatin. Is that how you say it? Prostatin, the Pontins camp? Quick, look on tribe, check. Um, I want to say it's Prostatin. I'm going to hold on. Denbingshire. Sure. Denbingshire. 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 <laughs> the Welsh will be so pissed off with me. Right, let's try it. This is if I'm an actual grown up. Uh, Pontins has closed two of its parks in Prostatin, Denbingshire in North Wales and Camber Sands in East Sussex. I think that nearly worked, didn't it? with immediate effect. So two parks closed with immediate effect. Staff didn't know. So staff that were working at those parks on the day only found out through Facebook that they'd been sacked whilst they were still doing the job they thought they still had. Odd. Odd. And we know what goes on in Wales. Wales has become a dumping ground for illegals because people in London think it's okay to dump them on the Welsh because Welsh is impoverished. Uh, it's an area of particularly low income and they think, oh, it's fine. Just shovel the illegals in Wales. No one will care. No one will complain. It's none of the rich London set. Always the way. What I want to play you is this glorious advert. It's a commercial from the, I want to say, 1970s. Um, and it's actually that particular ca camp of Pontins Park for Statin. So let's just go back in time to a happier time. Obviously, I was just a twinkle in my parents' eyes. <laughs> and take a little listen to this gorgeous advert for Pontins holiday camps. A big welcome to one of Pontins' biggest holiday centres and the only one outside England. We're within a mile of the centre of Prostatin in North Wales. 
close to miles of sandy beach and basking in record sunshine hours. All the chalets at Prestatin are furnished self-catering style. A lounge with convertible settee, a kitchen area fitted out with everything you'll need for a free and easy stay, choice of one bedroom or two, and a bathroom to complete your holiday home from home. There's a supermarket on site to supply all the essentials as well as souvenirs of your stay. So, is it, I mean, come on, is that not, is that not a time, does that not pull on your heart? Like, do you not feel like, ooh, ooh, would you not, would you not love if you could to shut your eyes and just go back you know, 70s, 80s, I would say, is when I would go back. I mean, I always say, if I was given the opportunity tomorrow, right, you can either carry on this life and it ends when it ends, you know, and I, I feel like that's not never that far away. Or you can go back to the very start of your life and live the whole damn thing again, right? I would never want to do that. I meet people that say, yeah, 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 I'd live my whole life again. I would not. It's been exhausting. It's been, it's been a I mean, I know that you don't want to use the expression, it's been a roller coaster. It has been, I would not want to go near my life again as much as I love it and would never change anything about my life. I, I, I don't know that I have the sheer physical courage. But anyway, um, I would go back if I could just for a glimpse, like a back to the future thing, to go back to the late 70s, 80s, where we were super free, where we you know, doing things like passing your driving test and being free behind the wheel to just speed about country lanes in a terrifying manner that could have ended in death. Booking holidays on CFAX, booking holidays on your TV screen and going abroad for the first time and finding it funny that abroad they still had the same things that you had in the UK and maybe buying them because it was a British thing that you found at the Costa del Sol going to a Pontins holiday park, which was your home from home, one bed or two. I mean, tell me, those were not the glory days. They totally were. None of this crap since. It's all been, it's all been a backward step, I think. Anyway, point of the story. Um, there is huge suspicion. I think Voice of Wales of Boys have been on this because of Straddy Park and all the rest of it. The suspicion is that Pontins camps, those two were going to be used. I'd go back with an AK-47. Ooh, totally agree. Yes, actually, we could have stopped. This is a back to the future moment, isn't it? If we could go back to the future, which let's think Elon Musk might make possible, we could sort a number of things out that would stop things going in the direction that they've gone. Anyway, Pontins, two of these sites closed down, no warning, no nothing, very suspicious. And typically what happens, and I'm thinking about my time in Skeggy here, is when something closes um, without notice, it means the government, the Home Office has bought it out and they've been given a very cushy deal to shut down. And they make more money by giving their place to the government than they can do on a general, just with their normal operating costs and profits. But what typically happens as well, and I'm thinking about a particular, if you live in Skeggy, do let me know on the tribe, there's a particular old people's home, a residential home in Skeggy. And when I was there doing my reports on the hotels that were given to illegals, uh, elderly people's home was shut down. And a lady that had lived there like for all her later life, maybe she'd been there 20 years, over 100 years old, and she was forced out of that retirement home, like age 100, 
It was the only place she had kind of known in her latter life because it was being shut down. And that nursing home put out a statement saying that they were not going to have illegals. There was no plan to sell it to the government, that they were not taking a home office contract. And of course, what happened two months later? Filled with illegals. So they booted out a hundred year old and her mates in order to shove it full with illegals because the offer was just too lucrative. So the theory, obviously, from our side is that's exactly what's going to happen here, even though um, the Home Office has clarified that the two closed parks in Prestatin and Camber Sands will not be used to accommodate asylum seekers amidst media speculation on the matter. So I don't know where the boys are at with this, Voice of Wales. I guess we keep an eye. I don't believe being told that that's not going to happen. I certainly believe the idea it could have happened, the transition could have been underway, and it maybe maybe have been put on ice for a moment. I certainly believe that because of Straddy Park, it could have been put on ice, because what the Home Office wouldn't have expected is for Straddy Park residents to dig in like they did. And having seen the momentum at Straddy Park, the Home Office could well have put this on ice because they didn't want the Straddy Parkers advising the Prestatins people how to stand up against this. That's what I think. That's my theory. Could be a load of old balls, but I love it. Um, so what we're going to do, because we're required to, we're going to take a short commercial break. I'm going to catch up with Tribe. And when we come back, there's two. Th well, I wanted to talk about three things. But I don't know if we can do all three. I wanted to talk about um, James Cleverly in Rwanda, still strutting around, trying to prove the government are doing something about illegals. I wanted to talk about the Scottish deciding that men with penises might not be a good idea in women's prisons because they get a bit rapey. And I wanted to talk, we are talking about Conor McGregor. Con Why can't I say that? Conor McGregor is to do with the consonants, isn't it? There's a lot of them in one space. So I think we're going to make the decision. We'll make the decision over the commercial break. When you come back, you will hear two of two or three of those stories. Uh, go nowhere, good people. Apart from to the tribe, you just go to tntradio.live, tippy tippy type that in and uh, go to the chat. Uh, but otherwise, go nowhere or I will find you. I have a special set of skills and I will hunt you down. My name is Katie Hopkins and this is TNT Radio. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Facts matter. And the fact is that until the COVID-19 genetic therapy injections hit the scene, we didn't have thousands of young athletes dying in competition, in training, or home asleep in their beds. We didn't blame things like a previously undiagnosed genetic cardiac anomaly, or taking too cold a shower, or walking too briskly to class. And the fact is that it wasn't Israelis that kidnapped Palestinian Olympic athletes in Munich and murdered them. It wasn't Israelis that blew up nightclubs in Berlin and Indonesia. It wasn't Israelis that drove a truck through a Christmas parade in Wisconsin or shot up a Christmas market in Germany. It wasn't Israelis that stabbed to death festival goers in Stockholm. It wasn't Israelis that did these things. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. One in four Australian women experience domestic violence in their lifetime. Staying is dangerous, but leaving can mean homelessness. 
for them and their children. With your generosity, the Salvos can provide crisis services and ongoing support, helping women find a way out of violence and a way back into a safe and stable life. Help us leave no one in need. Please donate to the Red Shield Appeal today. You're listening to Katie Hopkins on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Yeah, and we are going to be talking Conor McGregor. So if you have views on Conor McGregor, uh, the MMA fighter, I'm just finding my other notes. I know, surrounded by notes, Conor McGregor. Oh, it's one N. I think I may have put two earlier. Conor McGregor, the former UFC star, hinted, done more than hinted, (laughs) hinted at a run for political office. He has fame, he has wealth, and he has social media numbers to attract a following. Uh, So I have the Guardian article here. They're trying to sneer at him, but they, they are saying, you know what? He might just do it. So I want to talk about that. Uh, That's coming up. But first up, I wanted to talk about Scottish people putting trans women, so therefore equals men, uh, into female prisons. So you you know that the ginger dwarf from the north, uh, Nicola Sturgeon, before she stepped down, aka was pushed from a great height, and then the scandal was, wasn't it? Do you remember we we had fun with this here at TNT? Was that she was standing down because it was being outed that she is in fact a massive lesbian? <laughs> if you <laughs> and uh, I mean, I believe that not that it matters one little bit. I mean, it's neither here nor there, is it? But I've been certain for a long time, haven't you, that Nicola Sturgeon was a lesbian? Honestly, I mean, I I don't want to be. You know, you can't tell everything by a haircut. But in the same way that people thought I was a lesbian when I had my short, brutal uh, white hair, um, and Americans just assumed I was a massive lesbian, um, certainly Nicola Sturgeon, I would say, is a lesbian. And she got caught having an affair with a French diplomat, didn't she? It was all very exciting. Anyway, back to story. Nicola Sturgeon decided um, that people with a penis uh, who've been a bit rapey and when I say a bit rapey, what I mean is it's actually committed rapes. In one specific example, two rapes. Uh, that someone that has raped women twice, or at least was caught for raping women twice, which probably means historically they raped more people than two. Uh, the little ginger dwarf from the north decided that rapey men could decide that tomorrow, instead of being Ben, they were in fact Barbara, and that Barbara could decide that it was her right with her penis to be inside female prisons. Uh, Almost 12 months after rapist Isla Bryson was sent to a women's prison, the Scottish Prison Service has come up with a new transgender policy. And this this is the crux of this conversation, I think. When you make up irrational rules, the only thing you do is create more irrational rules and behavior to wrap around them. So once you start off down the bonkers path, the only thing you're going to be able to do is more bonkers crap because you've set off down a bonkers path. And in a way, it's a really good human test in your own life. Once you start thinking, what am I doing? Is this a bit bonkers? As in once you're telling someone or maybe a child to do something and you're like, is that that rule sounded a bit weird, even by my standards. 
it's because you've gone down the wrong path. And the perfect example of this was COVID, right? Because we made up bonkers rules. Oh, now you need to wear this bit of crap above your face. Bonkers. Oh, now you have to put the bit of crap on your face to sit at the restaurant. Bonkers. More bonkers. And you can take the thing down when you're eating, but you have to put it back up in between bites. Bonkers, 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 bonkers. Do you see? It's like a ball bouncing. Hence the bonker, bonker, bonker. Once you start being bonkers, you just go more bonkers in life and with decisions. So once you start saying that men with penises are women, bonkers, then you say they can self-ID, bonker, bonkers. And then you say, oh, and a rapey man with a penis who now just says he's Barbara. He should definitely be in a female prison. Do you see what you've done? You've gone bonker, bonker, bonkers. And because of this, now another policy from the 26th of February, oh, I love that, don't you? Isn't that perfect? From the so 20, so on the 25th of February, everybody, just get this, make sure tribe are getting this. Could you take notes, please, tribe? If out there you are Ben and you want to be called Barbara with your penis, um, on the 25th of February, you can still go to a female prison and be a bit rapey with her penis they, there, him, who, what, when, where. But on the 26th of February, trans women, as in men with penises, will be barred from the female estate if they've done something in their past that harmed women. So on the 25th, it's still okay to be rapey. But on the 26th of February, the rules will change and if you've been a bit rapey with your penis, you will maybe have to go to a men's prison. You see, no clarity, no no black or white. And this is the thing about military. This is why I was well suited to military, why I was well suited to McDonald's, why I was well suited to, um, to rules that make sense. Because people say, Katie, you hate rules. What were you doing in the military? I hate arbitrary rules. I hate bonkers rules. I hate men that make up bullshit rules and women too. It's why I cannot stand fat women from HR and why I cannot stand people who are underwhelming with intellect that get put in charge because they make up crap rules and I can't be doing with it. Their slowness, their inadequacies, they make up for by making up bullshit rules. And that's the rules I have no time nor tolerance for. The military, it's very simple. Black, white, binary, double yellow lines, don't park here. This is this, that's that. This is the standard. You make it, you do. You don't, you're out. Boom. My rules. So you start doing this. If you've got a penis, then you can be a woman and you can say you're a woman. And as long as you didn't hurt someone before, you can be in with a woman. But if you've got a penis, but you are a woman, but you did hurt a woman in your past, then maybe you will have to go to a male prison. But what you're also going to do then is you're going to get a lawyer who's going to be able to appeal this. And it's going to go to appeal, which means that we don't know what prison to put you in, which means we have to build a special prison because you've got a penis and you think it gets you off the hook. <laughs> That, that's precisely what's going on. Scottish people, I just think it's embarrassing. Are you Scottish on chat? Are you embarrassed? Because you should be. And I'd love to, if you're trans, and I do have trans individuals that come to Blackpool, for example, every time and have followed me to many of my gigs, then actually this lovely trans individual, like, listen, this is how I live my life. This is how I'm most comfortable, but I totally get what you're saying. I'm not trying to tell anyone about it. I'm just trying to get on. I can handle that. 
right? That kind of, here's what I believe. I'm not requiring you to believe it. My kind of trans, you know, I've said this often and it's it's trended a lot on TikTok. A lot of young people, um, you know, kind of come on board with me on this sort of stuff. I don't care what you think you are. You can identify as a, you know, a light, a light stand tomorrow. You can identify as a bedside light. I will support you. I will applaud you. I will shove a light bulb up your ass. If that would make you happy, maybe it probably would. But don't ask me to believe the same shit that you believe, right? Um, just having a little look at tribe. Katie, Connor, concentrate. Well said, Katie. As a veteran, I'm the same. Bless you. Yes, bless me. Bless me. Co concentrate. I am concentrating. But I said I was doing the prison story. Now I've done it. Although, so the point, Katie, concentrate. That's like lovely, Mark. Can you imagine trying to organise me for like tours and stuff? And then I'm like, oh, I've had this brilliant idea <laughs> for the whole family. So when I say I've had a brilliant idea, my family, if they're here, they go, uh-oh. And lovely Mark will always go, uh-oh. <laughs> We're going to play the clip. I can feel what studio is about to ask me. <laughs> We're going to play the prison clip. I can see Studio about to talk to me. And I know Studio is about to say, did you not want your clip? Uh, now, let's give this clip points. Um, I want you to score this clip, please, Tribe. Because you know what I say about chance, don't you? Yeah, you need a... Part A, part B. Ideally, they rhymed, and then you can say it with a bit of spunk, a bit of tootsbar. So let's have a listen to these ladies asking for men with penises not to be put in their prisons. Take a listen to this. Prison single sex. No males in female jails. Keep prison single sex. No. Keep. Can we try that again? Because I didn't even get what they said, although I did know yesterday. Yeah, that's why I couldn't get it. How bad is that? Keep prison single sex. So it needs to rhyme with sex. Obviously, no men in female jails. I mean, Jesus. It's not, I mean, it's not Shakespeare, is it? It's not iambic pentameter. Keep prison single sex. Sex, lex, flex, mex, dex. Maybe they just couldn't find something to rhyme with sex. Keep prison single sex. We don't want penises. What the heck? You know, something. So I give that a two. It's a poor chant. It's not done with any, it's not done with any spunk. And it doesn't even rhyme. Come on, be better, women, when you, yes. Um, I'm just checking. Uh, oh, uh, I think I'm just being slagged off again. <laughs> Hold on. This show is The Sun or any other gutter rag. Presented by a slag. Oh, let's uh, let's let's send this one up the chain. Presented by a slag who thinks she's a posh George Carlin, but he was a comedian, not a bucket of shite. And I will say uh, that is the sort of commentary you get when you open up comments to people. I will also say um, it's important uh, 
to uh, acknowledge that those sorts of trolls and gutter people are out there that will call you those names. And I also say to people, and I always, and I mean this very sincerely, that if you put yourself out there, you have to suck this kind of thing up. You can't police it. You can't control it. You can't stop it. And uh, you have to acknowledge that if you put yourself out there, as I do, you will get that. And you have to own all of it. You can't just own the bit where you're liked. Um, you can't just own the bit where you have kind people or people who are open to thinking differently or even just to disagree with you in the way I disagree with many people. You have to accept that people will come at you for your looks, uh, for your gender, for um, your accent, for all sorts of things and say unkind, untrue things about you. And I, that's always been true. I've 20 years of doing this. Uh, what re What's remarkable, I suppose, is that people um, still think that this would be new for me and it's not. Let us talk about Connor, because if I leave without doing Connor today, people are going to shout at me. Let's go straight to the clip and listen to this gentleman explain what's just gone on with Colin Connor McGregor over in Ireland. Take a listen to this. Connor McGregor, the best UFC fighter in history, is being investigated for online hate speech in Ireland by the Irish government. I'm not making it up. Now, in case you're wondering what he said that this online hate speech, he tweeted, Ireland, we are at war. Why? Because he had the audacity to criticize the Irish government on how they handled an Algerian immigrant who went on a stabbing rampage, stabbing five Irish people, three of which were children. This is the new hate speech law in Ireland. You criticize the government, straight to the gulag with you. You are done. We have seen this all over history by dictators and authoritarians. When they were criticized, everybody that criticized them ended up never to be heard or seen again. And I guess Ireland never learned from history. Now, violent riots erupted in Ireland's capital in Dublin Thursday after the alleged assailant stabbed five people including two adults and three children as young as five years old near a school in the city center. Conor McGregor obviously was pissed off about this, and he said that this needs to stop. He also criticized mass migration. And as a result, the Irish government decided, you know what, we're just going to investigate you for online hate speech. They don't have the American Constitution, I guess. Oof. That's so well put by that gentleman. I very much love him. So Conor McGregor, uh, written up here in the specky, the flamboyant, ridiculous mixed martial arts fighter. I don't think he's ridiculous. Conor McGregor is considering a run for the Irish presidency. So uh, Conor wrote, potential competition if I run, he tweeted, with a picture of Jerry Adams, Bertie Ahern and Edna Kenny, a three septuagenarian current favourites for the job. So these oldies, and he's saying, or me, age 35, young, active, passionate, fresh skin in the game. I listen, I support, I adapt. I have no affiliation, bias, favouritism towards any party. They would genuinely be held to account regarding the current sway of public feeling. I'd even put, uh, I'd even put it to the vote. There'd be votes every week to make sure I can fund my run. It would be me in power as president, people of Ireland. It would be me and you. I love it. Elon Musk barreled in. I think you could take them all single-handed. Not even fair. 
and then he did a brilliant, glorious, do find it, uh, do look it out, a picture of himself in his suit and his glasses saying, hey, you're president. I want him to run. I'm all in. This is exactly the sort of shakeup we need of this farcical system that we're in. What we're going to do is we will come back to Conor McGregor over and over. I am imploring him with every beat of my heart to stand and run. And if you wouldn't mind doing a bit of a round kick and maybe slapping a few of these oldies in the face, so much the better. The Guardian, who was slagging him off, even uh, ended their slag off of him. It remains to be seen whether McGregor can actually pull this off. Much of the support thrown his way appears to be from outside of Ireland. Who cares? And yet, uh, the potential for the fighter to emerge as the prominent figurehead for the populist movement seems increasingly likely. Imagine this, Colin McGregor for Ireland. I love it. Uh, so do join this show, same time, same place tomorrow. My name is Katie Hopkins and this is TNT Radio. Mm-hmm.